Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Duke fans, and welcome to DBR Bites, episode 22. We are coming to you soon after we told you that Duke beat Oral Roberts because we have to tell you about how Duke is hopefully, hopefully, hopefully going to beat Tennessee on Saturday in the second round of the NCAA tournament. I am your host, Sam Klein. I'm joined by Jason and Donald. We know that Jason has to leave shortly. So, Jason, say hello. Hello. Hi, Jason. Uh, Duke is playing Tennessee on Saturday. And I know that you want to get a few things out about this. So we're going to let you uh, do that first quickly. And then uh, Donald and I are going to pick up the conversation. And I am just going to say before Jason starts that I have a warm bath for Duke fans uh, to give them about this game. So, uh, Jason, tell us a little bit about the the volunteers just very quickly about Tennessee uh, heading into this game. Currently, if you're looking up, Tennessee in the rankings and stuff. Uh, Tennessee is seventh in Ken Palm this season. That probably is overstating the way that they have played over the last couple weeks. And the key thing for them, I think that that you've probably heard, is that one of their main contributors uh, has uh, been lost to a torn ACL just in the last like week or so. So yeah, Jason, give me Ziegler. Yeah. yeah, Ziegler. Jason, give me the quick rundown on on Tennessee and where they sit in the advanced metrics. Well, like you said, the advanced metrics absolutely adore them. They are the number 17 in Kempom, and that's thanks to them having the number two, the second best defense in the land. 
they they play pretty slow on offense and defense, which leads to some low scoring games. Uh, there are a lot of people who say Tennessee games are borderline unwatchable. They're they're sort of you know like Virginia in that you know their games are low scoring rock fights, but you know it's it's effective. They as you mentioned, they've really struggled over the last month of the season. And it's not just when Zakai Ziegler went down. That's obviously a huge development for them. But even before that, they were struggling and not playing as well. And I'm sure you guys are going to get to some of the specific results. But they went just five and seven down the stretch. And from February 1st to today, essentially the final month of the season, from February 1st to right now, they're only the number 32 team in the nation. Again, we said number seven you know, overall, they were a top five team most of the year, but from February 1st to now, they've only been the number 32 team in the country. Duke, by the way, has been a top 10 team since February 1st and Tennessee's offense hasn't even been a top hundred offense over the past month. So they are really struggling to put the ball in the, in the basket where everything starts for them though, is on the defensive end. They are quick, they're long. They're very smart, very experienced, super experienced team. They're very deep. They play eight or nine guys, almost equal minutes. They do a lot of jumping of the passing lanes. They get steals. They have multiple guys who can protect the rim by blocking shots on defense. They're, they're just a nightmare. Um, it starts with them not allowing teams to make three-pointers. Opponents hit just 26% of their threes against Tennessee. I'm going to repeat that. Opponents hit just 26% from deep. That's the best in all of college basketball. And by the way, it's not much easier to score on Tennessee from two-point field goal range. They have the ninth best two-point field goal defense. So, and as if it wasn't hard enough to hit shots on them, they are a top 20 team in terms of steals and forcing turnovers. Everything, everything this Tennessee does, everything this Tennessee team does on defense is effective. Their only minor weakness is that they do give up some offensive rebounds. They're not a great defensive rebounding team. I think they they focus on blocking shots more than getting rebounds. And as a result of that, you can get some offensive rebounds on them. And Duke's going to have to do that because they're just really tough to score on otherwise. Really quickly on their offense, elite, elite passing team. They have the second highest assist rate. We talk about assist rates all the time in this podcast. Donald, I know you love to look at assist rates. Tennessee has the second highest assist rate in all of college basketball. They, they run a lot of sort of four guys in the perimeter, one guy in the post, lots of movement on the perimeter, lots of screens to get their, their shooters free. They have several different guys who are willing to take three-pointers. They don't hit their three-pointers at a high rate, but they attempt a lot of them. Uh, they only hit about 32%, 33% from three as a team. And the guy who's the best outside shooter, the guy you need to watch out for, is uh, Santiago Vescovi, who's their point guard. He hits better than 36%, but the rest of these guys are really not good three-point shooters. This is a game you would expect to be a low-scoring game. Uh, we sometimes joke about first one to 60. I won't be at all surprised if neither team gets to 60 in this game. All right. Well, Jason, we can uh, we can let you go. Uh, we'll, we're we're going to keep talking about Tennessee, but you are going to get going, so say goodbye. Thanks, guys. Goodbye. Donald, say hello. Hello. All right. I'm just trading Jason for Donald at this point. <laughs> Donald, what's up, man? Yo, what's going on? Uh, let's talk about some Tennessee Vols. Wait, wait, hold on, Sam. Did you get any draft picks in that trade? Because I think I'm not sure that's an even trade. Uh, is this like <laughs> is this like what the Bears did to the Panthers? It's a player to be named later. Yeah. <laughs> um. I, by the way, Donald, before we 
before we uh, finish the, the Tennessee, we're just doing this all out of order today. It's the NCAA tournament. You got to you got to forgive us a bit. I, I need to make one comment about the broadcast from uh, from the NCAA tournament. So the my setup yesterday was such that I mostly had the um, they, they call it fast break, I think, is the NFL red mm-hmm. zone style feed that they had, which is great in terms of like, you know, other than during the Duke game, that's that's how I would like prefer to watch these games. It's just back and forth whenever there's action going on. But um, man, it's brutal when they, when they go to studio during, during that fast break, because uh, they had Tyler hands, blah, blah uh, on the desk. And uh, it's not just that I don't like seeing his face, but he's not even a good analyst. So I can't even, I like, I can't even give him that credit. Gosh, he's annoying, but they did put that, that silly picture of him with the bloody face up on uh, at some point. I was going to say there was a lot of montages that had like key moments of the NCAA tournament and they did the bloody face one, which was not during the NCAA tournament. Now, but didn't that happen in Cameron? It, no, it happened in the Dean oh, Dome. Dome. Yeah. But I mean, yo, that was fun. Um, But uh, yeah. So, but the funny thing is, is I know you were watching the fast break yesterday. I found out I have YouTube TV amongst other, you know, streaming platforms. And I found out yesterday that quietly a couple days ago, YouTube TV rolled out its multi-view uh, package, right? Where you can watch f- up to four games at the same time. Oh, and they I, were I saw this on it. your Instagram. This was good. Yeah, they were debuting it with the NCAA tournament. So I was like, yo, why didn't they give this to me? So I contacted their customer support, and there was a line of like 700 people in front of me. And I was like, I'm not waiting for this. I'm, just, I'm watching college basketball. So I literally went, went to a bar, watched some of the games, came back, and was going to go to m- my best friend's house to watch the Duke game. And YouTube TV was like, yo, we tried to contact you. Uh, we finally reached your position line, but you weren't available. Uh, but I see you wanted the multi-view, so we're just going to add it. And it's great. It's terrific. It, this is it's 2023. Every streaming platform should have the ability, especially if you're watching live sports the, at the same time, the ability to watch multiple. because And you can choose the audio and everything, which is great. So today I'm going to watch a little bit using that, and then I'm also going to go uh, watch with some friends and where we'll have the, the traditional multi TV setup. But yeah, that was my way. And that way you can avoid Tyler hands, blah, blah. And, and you get the benefit today of like, there's nothing we're recording on Friday morning before the game start. So uh, today is like Duke plays tomorrow. Nothing to worry about today. Like, I guess we'll, we'll somewhat look ahead and, and be like, Oh, wouldn't it be fun if fairly Dickinson beats Purdue? But you know what? It's fine. Today is just I got Miami t- this evening. I'll watch them. I have a, a friend from law school who's coming to town, so we'll watch that game. Yeah, but today is St. Patrick's Day. You can wear green and, and just kind of relax and enjoy yourself. Yeah, I, I hate everyone. So uh, so double digit seeds all the way today. Let's uh, let's let them go. <laughs> Donald, before I, I turn it back to you to talk about Tennessee, I told you I have a warm bath for you. Yeah, uh, go ahead. I would, like to, I would like to take you down memory lane because uh, Tennessee's head coach is a gentleman by the name of Rick Barnes. Rick Barnes. Uh, was at Texas for a long time, and uh, he's been the coach at Tennessee now for seven or eight years. Duke has not played Tennessee in the time that Rick Barnes has been the coach there, but Duke did play Texas when Rick Barnes was the coach, and I have two games, the two most recent games that Duke played against Rick Barnes. Rick Barnes uh, might be the man who has the most nightmares about Duke because he has played them infrequently, but when he has, it has gone horribly. So the most recent time that Duke faced Rick Barnes it was in this exact same round of the NCAA tournament. It was in the second round in Greensboro, uh, 2009, uh, about five days from now. What is that? 14 years ago. Uh, I was in school. I was at this game. Uh, I drove over to Greensboro 
for the Duke Texas game in the second round. I can remember vividly being there, and I remember vividly that the room was entirely Carolina fans. Unfortunately, you'll remember that this is the year that Carolina won a championship with Tyler Hansblad and the rest of those guys. But uh, Duke beats Texas seventy-four to sixty-nine. And the lead from the AP story that I just want to remind you of in case you forget the highlight from this game, John Shire was falling out of bounds when he made a heady play to keep one loose ball alive. Dave McClure tipped another one to a teammate to deny Texas a last chance. Uh, this was a this was a, a big highlight game for John Shire. He was a junior here. Gerald Henderson was still on the team. Uh, Kyle Singler had a great game. And afterwards, this is also from the AP story, uh, Mike Krzyzewski was talking about John Shire and he's uh, about the the one of those plays that Shire made to chase down a ball. He said, those are plays that you think of Magic Johnson making. Krzyzewski said before turning to Shire and adding, you never thought I'd compare you to Magic Johnson, did you? So uh, <laughs> I that's a good that one. Comment. Uh, that's yeah. a that that was a, that was a great memory. And and of course, I assume that when Duke fans hear me say uh, Duke and Rick Barnes in Texas, that the game they actually remember. Donald is the game that happened. In the Meadowlands, uh, it was it was it was the 2006 season. It was in 2005, 2000, and yeah. uh, and uh, I would just like to. I don't need to recap every detail from this game. I uh, would just like to recap uh, JJ Redick's stat line from this game. JJ Redick uh, played 37 minutes in this game. He was 13 for 24 from the field, including nine for 16 from beyond the arc. He was six for six from the line. He pulled down four rebounds. Uh, he stole three balls, and he scored 41 points in this game. Duke beats Texas 97 to 66. So, Donald, uh, which of these games do you think Duke is getting against Tennessee tomorrow? Uh, and how badly does Rick Barnes uh, have nightmares about playing Duke? Well, Sam, you know, both of those games were fun, um, especially, you know, I I went obviously I went to Duke. My brother went to Texas. So uh, I definitely remember the uh, the JJ game in the Meadowlands uh, very well because I, mean, I, remember I, th- I feel like that's that's one of the outside of the NCAA tournament. That's probably the the Duke game that I hear talked about the most. And maybe that's because JJ Reddick has a podcast and so he talks about it occasionally. But that's mm-hmm. like one of those just highlight like you gotta remember. I wasn't at that game, well, but I remember that game. This one of two, you know, one of JJ's two games that you know that I think were the best that he ever had. That one and then the game against Virginia where he went nine for eleven for for 41 points. It was the most efficient like game in the history of basketball or something like that. But like the thing about Rick Barnes is before he was at Texas, and I know this is in your early years of life, before he was at Texas, he was at Clemson for four years. So he is very well familiar with just meeting Duke in, you know, big time or even regular season situations and not coming up, uh, not coming up with the victory. But let's talk about Tennessee as a whole. And I'll get to Rick Barnes because I'm glad you actually brought him up. There's a little thing about Rick Barnes team coach teams that people need to keep in mind. But before we do that, Tennessee, 23 and 10 right now, 11 and 7 in the SEC. They were fifth in the SEC. They lost to Missouri in the quarterfinals of the SEC tournament. And as uh, I believe Jason mentioned, he is sixth. They are sixth in Ken Palm and have been no lower than seventh all year. They were even the number one team in Ken Palm uh, as of February 1st. They're seven today. Uh, they might have been six at some point. They were point. six late last night. Yeah. So, okay. That's on me. Yeah. They're seven this morning, but like you said, this is now the lowest that they've been all season. Right. Um, They arrived in the second round of the tournament. Obviously, last night, late last night, they beat 13 seed Louisiana 
75 to 63. Now they have a lot of top 100 wins because in the SEC and, and when they're non-conference, you play a lot of these teams. They've beaten USC, Kansas, Maryland. They've beaten Mississippi State twice, Vanderbilt, Texas, Auburn, Alabama. They beat Arkansas and, like I said, Louisiana last night. And then all of their losses have come to teams inside the top 100. So it's not like they're losing to they didn't lose to any teams that they shouldn't have, right? They lost to Colorado, Arizona, Kentucky twice, Missouri twice. That includes the SEC tournament, Florida, Vanderbilt, Texas A&M, and Auburn. Jason, I think, kind of mentioned this during his portion, but from the beginning of the season to January 31st, Tennessee was 18 and three. They were seven and one in the conference. And since the calendar turned to February, they have been they're six and seven. And as we've mentioned, to make matters worse, they've lost uh, Ziegler, their point guard, second team all ACC. They lost him just a couple weeks ago to a torn ACL. Both teams, when they when you watch Tennessee play, the, you mentioned the defense. They're very efficient. Yet they're very efficient on defense. They're suffocating. They get physical when they need to. And they're pretty good at rebounding, right? They're good at offensive rebounding, but I know the, the metrics say they're not as good at defense rebounding, but it feels like they are when you look at them when you watch them play. So Duke needs to be very efficient on offense. They need to continue to maintain their defense as well. This is going to be a great test of defenses. And, of course, rebounding. I think if you win the rebounding battle, that is one of the keys. Now, here's the thing about Rick Barnes' teams. Rick Barnes' teams, when he's at Texas, when he was at Clemson, no matter where he's been, all of his stops, Tennessee, they are prone to make the big mistake. Every game, it feels like there is a point where their team makes a huge mistake. And it is your job to recognize when that opportunity happens and capitalize on it. So will Duke capitalize on the mistakes of Tennessee? If they do, that could be the difference in this game. Because I know the metrics, uh, I think uh, Ken Palm has it where uh, he predicts that we will lose by three points. 64-61 is what he predicts, uh, according to the to the metrics. But that big mistake is the intangible that no metric can pick up because whenever that happens, some teams don't figure it out and they let that opportunity go by. And some teams find it, they pounce on it, and they capitalize on it. If Duke can do that, Duke can win this ball game. I don't know when that is going to occur, but it will. It, it, it's just a matter of time before a Rick Barnes-led team does something stupid and makes a big mistake. And when that happens... Duke needs to be ready. This episode of the Duke Basketball Roundup is sponsored by BetterHelp. Springtime is the season that's supposed to feel like a new beginning. We have better weather, and it feels like everyone gains a boost of energy. However, for many, leaving winter behind doesn't always mean that their mood lightens up with the extra sunlight. We all carry around stress, and that stress can build as more events get added to your calendar. That's certainly true, Donald. And with the amount of social gatherings increasing with the improving weather and more daylight, there's more pressure to be on when you're interacting with family, friends, coworkers, even strangers, even when stress has you a little bit down. And for some, getting advice from a therapist can help you tackle some of that stress without affecting you or the people you care about. That's what BetterHelp is all about. It's entirely online. And it's designed to be therapy that's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a professional licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists anytime you want. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try and find your social sweet spot. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Duke Roundup today 
to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Duke Roundup. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, Donald, just to touch on... Uh, Tennessee's players very quickly because I, I know we said that, that Ziegler is out, uh, unfortunately for them. Uh, I was I was looking over um, one of the interesting things I think for uh, for Duke in in preparing for this one is that Tennessee uh, had a pretty dominant win against Kansas in the battle for Atlantis early this season, and it was soon after Duke lost to Kansas early in the year. So both of these teams have changed dramatically since then. But I I, I <laughs> maybe this is. Uh, an instance where it would have been nice to be in the game and, and ask the the two coaches about how they were thinking about it, given this common opponent that they had. And looking back at that Tennessee game, I know Jason was talking about the defense. Tennessee just absolutely shut down Kansas's scoring in that game. Jalen Wilson was three for 15 from the field uh, against Tennessee. So uh, watch out. And and that's not, that's not Ziegler doing that because Jalen Wilson's not getting guarded by Zakai Ziegler. So uh, looking at, at the players for Tennessee, just just very quickly, um, we talked about Viscovi, who's a um, who, who's dynamite, uh, very good scorer, and uh, is also is also uh, one of their pests on defense. Um, they also have a dude, uh, Olivier Kamhua, uh, who is uh, he's a man uh, uh, amongst boys, six nine, two hundred thirty five pounds. And uh, he can really he can really throw his weight around. He's a big dunker, and um, that's a guy that that Duke is going to have to have to contain. He is also a very good shot blocker, and um, so again, we talked about that with with Vanover and and Oral Roberts. That's something that that Duke is going to have to contend with. As Jason mentioned, they are pretty deep. Um, they're deep. They're big. You know, when when Duke plays an Oral Roberts, even a, a very good mid major team in the tournament is just not going to have the size. Tennessee has the size. They've got they've got big guys all over the court, and this is going to be one of the few games, especially since Ziegler is out, because Ziegler is actually a very small player. 
this will be one of the few games where uh, Duke is is relatively similar to their opponent in height. And so so that is something to watch out for. The thing I think to to emphasize with Tennessee is that they are feeling beaten down right now. You know, they, they had to eke out this win against Louisiana. I guess not eke out. They were they, they kind of held Louisiana, um, you know, to like a six or eight point margin most of the way. But that game last night against Louisiana was not the game that Duke had against Oral Roberts. So Tennessee's coming in, I think, with a bit of a chip on their shoulder. I think they'd like to salvage the feelings from this season, given how sideways it's gone for them in the SEC for the last six weeks. And no better way to do that than by beating Duke. So uh, I, I I feel confident, but also still nervous at the same time. This is probably the most confident that I could possibly feel in a game where Duke is not technically the favorite. Uh, Ken Palm says that Duke's going to lose. The ESPN matchup predictor says that Duke is going to lose. I don't think the betting lines say that Duke is going to lose. I think Duke is still a favorite. Um, I haven't checked this morning, but I think they opened as like a one and a half point favorite last night. But so um, this is a yeah, th- yeah. Th- this is a this is a weird one in in that regard. So uh, we will we will see how that goes. Donald, any any closing thoughts on Tennessee? Yeah, I, I think you know you mentioned the the players and just how they feel like they've been down. You know, I think there's a couple again some of these intangibles, these details. Right, we played first last night. They ended their game. I think it was just after midnight, despite the fact that they, you know, our game finished early. Our game last night only took like an hour and forty minutes. So. We were out of there and they were able to start this game earlier than the originally scheduled time. But I still think it still ended very close, if not right at midnight. And, you know, we had the ability to scout both teams in eventually Tennessee without abandon because we didn't have to worry about a game right after scouting there. So those are little intangibles that they have. And but at the end of the day, you know, when we heard all the stories about how Oral Roberts could give Duke fits. Everyone, you could feel a lot of people were just nervous about that game. And I didn't think they needed to be because if Duke played their game, we should have won. And we did. I think for this is sort of similar, right? If Duke can come out and if their defense, whoever's defense plays the best is going to win this ball game because both teams are very good at defense. And it's about the team who can be efficient and get their points on offense. So I think it's going to be a, a very good good test of, of of two good teams. But again, I, I go back to the fact that, you know, Rick Barnes, his philosophy, his teams do very well, but there's a moment in every single one that where that feels like they come up short and it's up to Duke to capitalize on that. And I think Duke can, but the great thing is, is we have players who are playing in, te- in peak physical condition. Everyone's healthy. Let's go out and have a good game and let's get to the sweet 16. I'm seeing on, ESPN that Duke is currently a three point favorite. So the the ESPN analytics say that Tennessee is a favorite. Uh, the wherever they're getting their their spreads from, I think it's uh, Caesars. Says, yeah, says that that Duke is a is a three point favorite in this one. So weird uh, weird mixing of of the analytics and and the sharps, uh, so to say. So we will uh, we'll definitely be back after that game, uh, depending on how it goes. May dictate uh, how soon we come back. But uh, so Duke plays Tennessee tomorrow. I think that game tips is supposed to tip at 240, depending on uh, the the speed of the outcome of the of the Furman game, which is happening right before. So until then, for Jason Evans, who had to depart, for Donald Wine, I'm Sam Klein. Keep the emails coming, dbrpodcast at gmail.com. We will talk to you again soon. Duke Band.
Take us home. <laughs>